The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Are you a healthcare professional looking to translate psychedelic research into practice? Then register for Psychedelic Harm Reduction and Integration, a professional training offered by psychologist Elizabeth Nielsen and Ingmar Gorman at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24th through 26th. Earn 12 continuing education credits as you discover how to better support clients who have an interest in psychedelics. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. Welcome to Intuitive Connections, where spirituality and psychology meet to help you be your best and brightest self. I'm your host, Victoria Shaw, and in each episode, I'll help you to awaken your own inner wisdom, step into your power, and live a more divinely inspired life. You're here to let your inner light shine. Are you ready? Let's do this. All right. Hello and welcome to Intuitive Connection. Today, I want to tune in and address a question that I know a bunch of you have been curious about. And that has to do with spirit guides and in particular, my own spirit guides. And I've been getting some questions from listeners and clients as well about my spirit guides and who are my guides. And when you listen to me in these episodes, you know, you'll often hear me sort of pause and tune in and say, okay, I'm going to see what the guides have to say. And sometimes too, when we describe the episodes and talk about, you know, in our show notes and stuff like that, we often refer to the guides. But unlike some other channelers or intuitives, like I don't always, you know, identify, like, you know, give my guides names or say who they are. And there's some reasons for that, actually, that I'm going to share with you today. But I know that it's kind of an interesting question of, well, Victoria, who are your spirit guides? And, you know, it begs the question, too, and we've talked about this before on the show, what are spirit guides anyway? (laughs) Who are anyone's spirit guides? And do we need to know who our spirit guides are to connect with them? So uh, that is what we're going to talk about today. So I want to start by saying, you know, I don't know what the fact of the matter is about spirit guides. I tune into these energies. I have a familiarity and a beautiful relationship with these energies, and they feel oftentimes like they're not me. And so that's that's what I'm talking to when I'm talking to my spirit guides. They're laughing right now. It feels to me, and this is my own experience, just like a a group of beings, a group of energies, a group of souls that, you know, are so loving to me and so around me and so aligned with my purpose and mission, or perhaps, you know, it's my purpose and mission to align with them. Who knows how that's supposed to go? you know, that are here to work with and support me and particularly when I'm doing my teaching and working and, you know, speaking with them. I've also always had the sense that I was not meant to be someone who unconsciously channeled my guides. And, you know, that could change. I don't know. But it's nothing that I've ever particularly wanted to do. And I've always had the sense, and it could just be, you know, my own ego. Who knows? I'm getting a no on that. So that's very interesting. But again, we never really truly know. But I've always felt that for me, I've always wanted to be part of the dialogue, part of the voice. And though I'm learning more and more to get out of the way and and let the guides speak directly through me when I feel that their words in their tone and their cadence, you know, is more important than me being the translator. But I've also always had the sense that part of my gift, and it's different for everyone, but part of my gift is to help put some of these 
ways of knowing, being, experiencing that we sometimes forget in our human existence into words. And, you know, I've talked about this before on the show, but for as long as I can remember, I've had the ability to, and this is how it feels to me, but go to the edge of where words are because there's an edge and feel into knowing without words. That's the only way I can describe it. And then translate and bring it back into word form. Now, you could say when I'm doing that, I'm communicating with spirit guides. I don't know. It doesn't feel the same to me. But anyway, you know, that's my experience. And and I do think that that is my special way of bringing those divine teachings into this world. And that's what I do. But anyway, there are often times too where I'm having this dialogue, right? And so those dialogues are a very different thing because I'm tuning in and I'm able to connect with my guides. And again, it always feels like there's energies around me that aren't who I am. That's not my way to describe it. They're always uplifting energies. They always feel really good. And you know, some of them I can identify and some of them I don't need to. For me, it just feels like a group. It feels like a group and oftentimes they do not have distinct personalities. It just feels almost like the peanut gallery. (laughs) I don't know how to describe it, but just a group of, I'm thinking of like the Muppets and I think they had like a gallery of puppets that were just all kind of watching and they were kind of one. And anyway, that's probably a terrible description, but I get what I get. Do my guides have particular names to me? Yes and no. My primary guide that was introduced to me by one of my teachers, whose name I'm not going to share because it's very sacred and special to me, Um, but my primary guide has been identified to me and has identified themselves to me with a name and a face and a feeling. And that is the one that I feel the strongest connection to. And I feel though that that guide, and I'm going to check in with them right now, and they say go ahead, is integral to the work work that I do, teaching and healing and all of that. And occasionally he has come forth in sessions for people and I've introduced them and he has connected with some of my clients. That's not typically what he does, nor do I think that's what he's supposed to do. I don't think he's my teaching guide or my guide to teach you as much as my guide for me right? Because we need that too. And so I always feel like he's the guide or what you might call a guardian angel, or your primary guide, but the one who is looking out for me and my growth and development and my purpose and mission. And to the extent that my purpose and mission is tied up with, with doing this kind of work, right? Then he is a thousand percent on board. But I do think that, you know, it's about my journey first. And um, I'm getting a nod on that. So again, they say it's a little more complicated than that because those things are so intertwined, but they're telling me to go ahead, right? Some of my other guides that I've worked with over the years are, you know, what I'm going to call name brand guides. You know, uh, Jesus is a guide that has come to me very much right from the beginning. I am a Jewish girl um, by background, though not super religious. I didn't really have a religious upbringing, but if I had to pick one, it would be Jewish. So it's always very funny that as a child, I used to talk to Jesus. True story in my imaginary play, mostly. Um, And I've always felt a strong affinity to that being, even though I have very little knowledge or connection with the Catholic or Christian religions. Not against them, all good, but for me, my spiritual connection with the entity that was Jesus, we'll say that because that 
that's probably going to be less inflammatory to religious folks, is very religiously neutral. It's just a spiritual, it's just that energy. And I know a lot of you really vibe with that and the Christ consciousness and all of that new agey stuff. But for me, you know, I always count that energy and that entity among my guides and have through my whole life. Another big one that came up early for me in my work was the Virgin Mary, was Mother Mary. And again, interesting because in this body at least, and I know I've I've spent many, many other bodies very connected with the Christian and Catholic religions. So I know that and I have memories of that. Um, but in this body, not at all. So it was interesting that she was one of the first guides that showed up for me. And when I first started seeing clients, you know, back in 2010, she was the energy that came up out for most of my sessions. And it's a funny story, and I don't know if I've told the story before on the show, but a lot of my first clients were actually Orthodox Jews. And it was just, I don't know how it happened, but I had one client that was, you know, in that religious community and she kept sending me more and more of her friends and it kind of shook out that way. So I, you know, it was, it was always a little funny and some people were uncomfortable with, you know, that name brand. And so I didn't really use it. But I just felt such a strong affinity with that energy. And it also, the guides say, goes to show you, right, you know, and maybe to show me that there was no religious connection and that, you know, I was sometimes explained to these clients to the extent that they wanted to hear it that Mary actually identified herself as a Jew. But anyhow, I I understand, you know, so the name brand guides are interesting because they're energies, right, that we all can relate to. And sometimes we feel a strong connection to them, either based on our upbringing in this lifetime or body or something about that sort of archetypal energy that resonates with us. Or for me, I know it was for many past lifetimes, you know, spent worshiping those entities, those beings and having a strong connection and, and belief in them. Another big one for me is Archangel Michael. And I have very strong memories of going on pilgrimages, you know, and worshiping Saint-Michel. And so again, all of these energies came up for me, especially in the beginning, because I felt such a strong connection with them. Now, are these actual beings, you know, the way that you and I are actual beings? Well, the guys are laughing right now and they're like, well, yes, because you and I aren't real either, right? It's all illusion. Um, and I really think that the concepts, the energies, the ideas, you know, we we play with that when we're in human form. We play with that and everything has an energy. And so, you know, if we're playing with that energy of Mary and the belief about Mary and our beliefs about Mary and how it resonates with us. And there is an intelligence to that as well, right? All of those things tie together and make Mary just a beautiful spirit guide. Now, most of the time now, my guides are a little more amorphous, meaning I don't really, they're not anyone that you would know. You know, I'm not a fan of name dropping guides. Some people do that too. I think it it tends to get a little ego-y a little fast, but I've seen mediums say, you know, I did a energy circle and, you know, Buddha showed up and Mother Mary showed up and... Ganesha showed up and, you know, it's great if that excites you and you enjoy that and you feel uplifted at the end and you feel empowered, then you go girl or guys or whoever, you love that for real. However, I also think, you know, we just want to be careful that we're not, you know, their guides, their energies, and they're available to everybody. And so you can connect with any guide or any energy that you want to right now. And if it feels good and it's inspiring, you go with it. You go with it. But it doesn't make you better than anyone else that you talk to Jesus or you talk to Ganesha or you talk to some guide, Beezle Bob, that no one's heard of. Whatever. It's all good as long as it's a higher energy and you 
feel good talking to it. And again, it's really all illusion anyway, but there's also some truth in it, right? There's also some truth in it, but we're not going to really understand what is the fact of the matter of who our spirit guide is because we don't even understand the fact of the matter of who we are. We really don't. We get glimmers, we get glimpses, right? But most of it's just an illusion, a compelling illusion and one that you want to be loosely rooted in so that you can, you know, be part of this 3D world. Um, But it's just, it's not a fact of the matter in and of itself. Okay. There's more, there's more, there's more than your small mind can fully comprehend. And I always want us to remember that uh, because that will keep us from getting too frustrated. (laughs) But a lot of times now, my guides are just energies. They're just energies. And again, the when I say the guides, it means that I'm turning down my mind and tuning into something that feels like it's outside of me and perhaps a little more aware and awoke and unencumbered with humanness than I am that is supporting me, helping me, and also working through me and with me to support and help you. And so that's really what I say when I'm talking to the guides. And as I say this, and and some of you who are sensitive to energy might even feel this, I can feel them. I feel them very much usually on the right side of my body, right around my head, like a little bubble. And it feels amazing. It feels amazing. So much love and laughter. Did I say they're, they're always laughing? I have funny, funny, funny guides. Are you a healthcare professional looking to translate psychedelic research into practice? Then register for Psychedelic Harm Reduction and Integration, a professional training offered by psychologist Elizabeth Nielsen and Ingmar Gorman at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24th through 26th. Earn 12 continuing education credits as you discover how to better support clients who have an interest in psychedelics. Learn more at eomega.org thrive. So the other thing that I wanted to talk about, so those are who my guides are, and that's my experience of my guides. And sometimes, again, I know I've talked about this before, you know, it behooves me to know a name or know an energy or because, you know, that that helps get my client's attention or it connects them to that deeper knowing or it brings them comfort or any of those things, and I'm all for it. And sometimes, too, I think a lot of teachers and channels give their guides names because you know we we respond we in human body respond to that we respond to this idea that there's an individual something out there with a name with a personality that we're connecting with right it gives us a sense of peace it gives us a sense of recognition and knowing it gives us a sense of trust and you know the other side wants nothing more than you know to support us and to help us and to reach us so they're going to show up exactly how we need them to for where we are in this moment of time. And I do think that many human beings like to know, for example, that, you know, Esther's guide is Abraham. And, you know, and it's my understanding that Abraham is a collection of entities. And I even see my very own favorite guardian angel guide sometimes as a member of a soul group. But it's, it's not just him, but that is okay. <laughs> Because if I need it to just be an individuated personality that loves me from the other side, he'll do that too. He'll do that too. And you can have that as well. So I think a lot of times why we get the names is for us, but also for others. So a lot of people I think that say, this is the name of my guide. It's how they identify that energy because it makes everybody feel more comfortable. 
The guides also say there are, just as humans have individuated energy, there's also individuated energy on the other side. So there are soul groups. So there are, you know, different, they say different light streams, energy streams, different beings, although beings can be individuated on many levels, right? And they're saying too that on the soul level, on the other side, the spiritual level, a group of souls also can come together and be one, which is something that they say we do loosely on this side, but it's we wouldn't be able to understand how we do it here the way they they effortlessly do it there. Oh, I love that. That's so cool, right? So they can, you know, channel a group of beings, individuated identities that, you know, have different experiences but have something in common and that can all be perceived on our end as one thing as one thing. Okay. And that's oftentimes they say what these greater higher guides that are here to teach and assist humanity are actually groups. They're actually groups and they're melding their energy together to speak to us. So cool. So cool. So glad I stayed up extra late to record this episode because as always, I am learning along with you. So the last thing that they want me to talk about is what does this mean to you, right? not me, but you, listeners, what does this mean to you? What does it mean to you about your connection with your guides as well as your connection with my guides? First of all, any guide that is speaking through me, with me, to you right now is at your disposal as well. And I find this too in my own teachings when I read a spiritual teacher that really resonates with me. You know, I no longer need Esther Hicks as a great example right now, although I still love listening to Esther Hicks. And she is, you know, obviously one of the best and most amazing channels of our time, right? And incredibly gifted. And Abraham's energy is incredibly wonderful. I also feel that I can connect with that energy on my own too. I can connect with that energy on my own now. We've made that connection through Esther, through her amazing teachings. And there are times too when I feel into that energy all by my lonesome. And I want you to know you all can do that too. And not from an egoic standpoint of you walking around and saying, I'm channeling Abraham now. Ha, Esther Hicks. No, (laughs) don't do that. That would be silly. I mean, if you need to, do it. But you know, you don't really have to, right? No, what I mean is that, you know, never think that I'm the special mouthpiece for wisdom or Esther or Paul Selig or, you know, anybody else who says they're a channel. Please honor the beautiful gifts that they have and the beautiful cooperation that they have or the beautiful cooperation that they have with their guides because it's really wonderful. It's really wonderful and beautiful and it's been part of their mission and purpose here on earth to serve us in this way. And I know I'm very grateful for, for all of them all of them. They're amazing. But I also want you to know, I'm thinking, I keep thinking about Lee Harris too, for some reason, and the Z's, but whatever, whatever ones resonate with you and whatever your takeaway is, know that, you know, you have this wisdom available to you too. And again, sometimes it helps to hear it out of someone else's mouth, right? It does. That's why I still listen to these teachings, including my own all the time. (sighs) But Also remember that whenever you listen to anything in the world and it resonates with you, it resonates with you because a part of you already knew that you're just remembering or you already even know it now a little bit and you're just hearing it again so that you can know it even a little bit more deeply, more truly, or maybe you're just hearing it again because it feels good to hear it again, to hear it twice, right? 
And so I just want you to know that because I do think that sometimes when we, and none of the teachers I mentioned, I think would be in this camp at all, even a a little bit. But sometimes as, as, you know, human consumers of all this good, yummy, spiritual stuff, we somehow think, you know, that, and clients come to me all the time, they say, Victoria, what do your guides think? What do your guides think about this? And, you know, I always say they're not my guides. I mean, some of them are guides that I know are specifically here for me, and I may call them my guides, but I usually actually don't. I usually say the guides as I think about it, right? I actually don't ever call them mine, the guides. Like I said, I have one that I feel a special affinity to, but even he is not my very own, right? It doesn't work that way. I'll always say when someone comes to my office and say, what do your guides say? It's the guides, and it's your guides too. And at the end of the day, they don't belong to any of us really, right? And we all belong to each other. We all belong to each other. And, you know, one of my favorite quotes, and you've heard me quote it so many times before, but it's coming up again here today is Ram Dass's quote, we're all just walking each other home. We're all just walking each other home. And that is human beings on this planet supporting each other. That is our spirit guides, right? Supporting us from the other side, right? We're all in this together. We're all supporting each other. And again, anything that comes out of my mouth or Paul Selig's mouth or Esther Hicks's mouth or any other mouth, you know, that you want to listen to that lights you up. I just want you to know it lights you up because you're that too. You're that too. And our guides have no special power that we don't have. They may have a perspective that's a little more expanded because they're not doing the human thing right now, right? But they're made of the same stuff that you are. And they love the pants off of you. And all they want you to know is how beautiful and wise and wonderful you are. And that all of the magic, all of the magic, all of the power and all of the wisdom is already there within you. It's already there within you. And they're just helping you to find it. All right. I think that's a beautiful place to stop. I'm so glad I finally sat down to record this episode. I hope you are glad too. If you guys have any questions for me about spirit guides or anything else, please shoot me an email. Go to the website, Victoria Shaw Intuitive. Shoot me an email. Join us over in the Intuitive Connection Community Facebook group. Ask your questions there because I always love to hear what you all are thinking. And if you want to learn more about how to connect to your spirit guides, I have a very sweet little class on my website. I don't remember what it's called, but it's about connecting with your spiritual support team and your spirit guides. It's a quick little class that we did on Facebook that got recorded. So you can check that out too. And uh, if you're looking for a way to activate your intuition, I think in that I have an online self-paced class that also has a little bit about how to connect with your spirit guides. Or if you want, you can just keep listening to this podcast because you know we will be talking to the guides every single week. All right. So thank you all for tuning in again and namaste. Thank you so much for joining us today. I hope that you found joy, strength, inspiration, and clarity from today's episode. If you'd like to learn more and connect with an amazing group of like-minded souls, please join us over on Facebook in the Intuitive Connection Community Facebook group, where we explore these topics in deeper detail, have additional live teachings, and host Facebook Lives with our amazing guests. I hope to see you there. And of course, if you want to learn more about me or the work that I do, please check out my webpage, victoriashawintuitive.com. Thank you so much again and namaste.
Are you ready to ignite your best life and illuminate the world? I'm Stephanie James. I'm a motivational speaker, transformation coach, and psychotherapist. And what lights me up is helping people just like you create the greatest versions of themselves. On my podcast, Igniting the Spark, I will help you ignite your joy and reach new heights in your personal and professional life. Join me for some incredible conversations with authors, spiritual teachers, and other influential thought leaders to help guide you on your way. If you are ready to stop playing small, join me for Igniting the Spark on the mindbodyspirit.fm network or wherever you get your podcasts and ignite your best life.